0: Thank you for tuning in to The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston
1: Welch. Welcome back to the way podcast. I'm your host Houston Welch. And today I'm with my dear brother, uh, Philip Tomlin, uh, Tomlin, won't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
2: All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the uh, opportunity here again. My name is Philip Tomlin. I'm originally from West Alabama, not too far from where Houston grew up. I don't think. And, uh, we were, he was one year ahead of me at Memphis school of preaching or half year, I guess. Uh, but but I finished Memphis in 2018, and then I accepted a job preaching for the congregation in Roscoe, Texas, which is a long way from home, uh, about an hour west of Abilene. And I've been here for three years, and i uh, married to April. My wife is uh, expecting our uh, a little baby girl here in a few months, so we're excited about that, and and. Again, just thanks for the opportunity. Glad I could be a part of this podcast.
1: I appreciate you uh, coming on. And and Tomlin is uh, no doubt a student of the Word. Uh, he he loves God's Word and he tries to tries to understand it um, to the best of his ability, the best that uh, that that any of us can. And uh, today we're going to be discussing continuing on uh, with the the idea of viewing New Testament Christianity from an old testament lens and we're discussing some of the some of the commandments of the old testament that of course are also found in the new testament as well and as we discussed a few episodes ago it's not uh, these these commandments aren't uh, rolled over so to speak they're not in the new testament because they were in the old testament rather on the contrary that they are found in the old testament because they are um, They are the commandments or the principles which God wants us to keep. And quite frankly, it's not just uh, these uh, uh, 10, which we're going to find out that um, all of them except one is found in the New Testament. There is going to be one of those that is excluded, one that we're no longer bound to keep. There's no um, obligation to keep it. Uh, Tomlin, you had a few things to say in regards to that. One thing that that can be difficult about the Old Testament
2: is is we tend to think uh, chronologically. We think about things going forward in time. And so, if that's how we think about this, then we'll think of the New Testament as being uh, sort of a a part two to the Old Testament, or maybe a copy for some of the things in the Old Testament. When in reality, the, the opposite is true the Old Testament was foreshadowing the new covenant. The new covenant is the real thing. The old covenant is the shadow of the real thing. And God used types and shadows beforehand. And so that's why it can be sort of difficult. So, you know, the idea of something rolling over from the Old Testament to the New Testament is is really foreign to scripture. And, and we have to be able to to look at them as two completely separate, Distinct covenants and at the same time see the places and the and the ways that that they are similar. Uh, but but we can't, you know, as Christians today, we're not under the old covenant. And and if you think about it, the old covenant, and that includes the Ten Commandments, that's sort of the, the foundation of it. This was a covenant that was between God and a very specific group of people, the Israelites. And it was for a very specific period of time from Sinai until the cross or until Pentecost. Uh, And so we are not living under that covenant. So when we think about the fact that the Ten Commandments is, you know, they, they cover basic moral principles, understand that the reason it's wrong for us to commit murder is not because the Ten Commandments said thou shalt not murder. That's something that was wrong before Moses ever came along. It's something that was wrong under the patriarchal age, and it's, and it's consistent with God. Sometimes I use an analogy, uh, you know, I say again that the Ten Commandments are part of the Old Covenant, and it's for a specific group of people during a specific time. Every government, you know, that's true of every government. So King George III was the king of England during the American Revolution, or before America was ever a country. So just like King George III never had to pay income taxes in America, I don't have to offer sacrifices in Jerusalem. That it doesn't apply to me because I was not part of that contract, part of that covenant. So yeah, we're prohibited from doing certain things, murdering, stealing, committing adultery, but not because
1: the 10 Commandments say so. Absolutely absolutely so one of one of the things that i was wanting to do and it's actually i guess the primary thing that we're going to be doing for the rest of of this episode is is taking each of these commandments of course excluding the one at which we're going to cover that one as well and taking each of these and just briefly we we can we can reference back to exodus whenever the we we first read the 10 commandments and we know where they are but let's find each of these in the New Testament, and so of course we're going to be we're going to be looking at, at several verses going through these. Um, the very first commandment, God says that you shall have no other uh, gods before me, and and Tomlin, where where can we find that principle or an example or or the commandment itself in the New Testament? Well, Matthew chapter four during the, the temptation.
2: Or, or Satan's tempting Jesus in the wilderness, Matthew four, verse ten. Satan has has tempted Jesus, or is trying to seduce Jesus into into worshiping him. And, and Jesus says, "You know, you should worship the Lord your God, and, and Him only shall you serve." And and so that principle there is is carried forward. And uh, again, God is a, a jealous God, and it's always been the case that He insists on on total loyalty from. people that that are
1: serving him absolutely and then also in ephesians 4 4 a commonly referenced passage there is one lord uh, one faith one baptism etc and one god and father uh, overall so so that one that one's kind of cut and dry and i don't think that there are many people who who knowingly if if they profess to be christians who knowingly worship other gods i think that most people understand that well yeah that's a that's certainly a new testament principle that's certainly something that we have to keep under the new testament i mean uh, god is the 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 center of it all and of course there's not going to be any anybody or anything uh, that we should put above him and then uh, going along with that is uh, you shall not make any graven image or you shall not uh, to, to make any idol, so don't don't form an idol, don't make an idol. Uh, where where is that principle or that commandment also found in, in the New Testament?
2: Uh, one that I always like to refer to is Acts seventeen twenty nine. Uh, Paul is preaching there, and he says, "Being God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone or an image formed by the art and imagination of man." You know, he's, you got to remember that during this time uh, when Paul's preaching, this was a time of paganism. And in the Old Testament, these, all these nations had their own idea of God. And so for us today, it's not as, it's not as uh, common to see other gods in America today. But back then that was, that was very common. Uh, Acts 15 and verse 20, uh, James at the, at the Jerusalem council had said, you know, that don't have to worry about circumcision, but abstain from things polluted by idols. And so that's something that it wasn't carried over from the old covenant. It's something that was true and applicable before the old covenant ever came along. It predated the old covenant and it also will continue to be something God wants
1: until the end of time. Yeah. And and that, that was the verse that I was going to reference there in Acts 15 and verse 20, because that one, it kind of goes along with, exactly what we're discussing and that they, they were they were wondering well do we require the gentiles to keep certain aspects of the law and we know that the jews that were jews by by heritage by lineage that they they still kept certain things of the law certain practices of the law i mean they there were many of them that still went to jerusalem and kept the feast just because that was they may not have sacrificed uh, certain things to for the forgiveness of their sins but they may still have partaken in in the in the Passover lamb and done other things that that was just a part of their heritage it was their culture but they were discussing well should we require the gentiles who were coming in to do these things and they concluded no that we don't have to they don't have to do that but here are some things that they do need to that they do need to do or that they need to abstain from that being things polluted from idols uh, so so excluding um idolatry from it uh and then the the third one and this one i want to discuss a little bit on on what what does this one mean you shall not take the name of the lord your god in vain what does that mean and then also where is it found in in the new testament or where can we find that principle in the new testament well the the, the name of god is not to be used
2: irreverently or or flippantly uh and, and I think that applies and, and a lot of people would maybe disagree with this, but I, I'm of the understanding that applies to euphemism, you know, where where we, we call out to God for something that we're not really, uh, that we don't really mean it. Somebody might say, Oh my God, or something like that. Well, that's, that's taking the name of the Lord in vain in, in my view. Uh, but I think probably what he had in mind more is, uh, swearing an oath by the name of God—that's that's at least part of it, and that's that's one thing that we can see in the New Testament. In Matthew five uh, verse thirty-four, Jesus says, "I say to you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is its footstool, or by Jerusalem. In other words, don't don't swear an oath by the name of God. Uh, you know, you think about why maybe that's important. Well, you can't you can't expect, uh, I don't even know how to explain this Houston. Um, I don't have the right to call upon God to reinforce something that I've said, you know, that's, that's backward. And if I swear by the name of God, I'm swearing by something that I don't have the authority
1: to swear by. Yes. Yeah. And, and going back to your, to your first point, um, the the second one, I think that that one's a, a clear cut that, at least, hopefully, everybody could understand it that way. And then, going back to your first one, you might think, "Well, that would God really?" That's something that's so minor. Would God really require me to do that? But it it requires discipline because you you hear that all the time, and and you may actually uh, may actually say these things. It's 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 almost just a slip of the tongue. You're not consciously. It's one of those things. But God re- requires discipline in the life. Of the Christian, anyway, and it's in every aspect. Uh, Jesus uh, said that that we will be uh, that we will have to give account for every idle word, and that certainly whether whether it would be wrong to to say those things to take the Lord of the uh, to, to take the name of the Lord in vain in that way, it's still idle words it's words that you're saying without putting thought behind them. You have no discipline in, in, in the things that you're saying, uh, Tomlin, did you have anything to say? I mean,
2: I, 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 agree with that. Uh, you know, that's something that we probably all need to work on. I, I certainly do. Uh, being conscious of what we say, you know, the Israelites in the old Testament wouldn't, wouldn't utter the name of God, you know, in, in any sense, unless it was in for worship. And many of them it, it, it Certain times wouldn't even write the name of God down. They would leave a blank space in the middle so that they couldn't possibly be accused of taking the Lord's
1: name in vain. Even and that and that's even whenever scribing uh, scribing out scripture where it where it's actually supposed to be. But they had such great care and such great handle, um, or at least we think we don't know every one of their hearts, but um, it it doesn't seem like a terrible practice. It might be a little over. Uh, bearing, but uh, at least most of them perhaps had good intentions. Um, and then we come to this one, uh, and this this may actually be all that we have have time for. Um, keep keeping the Sabbath. So God required the Jews to keep the Sabbath, and there are several aspects of this that we can discuss. First, um, why was it that that God required the Jews to keep the Sabbath? Well, when when God
2: created the earth, uh, he worked for six days and then he rested on the seventh. And that's why it's sort of representative of that. God worked for six days in creation and then the seventh day he set aside as a day of rest. And so when these these Ten Commandments came about under the Old Covenant for the Jews and during this time, the Sabbath day, was to be holy they couldn't work on the sabbath day and and the word sabbath means rest and so it was a day of rest for for
1: the jews yeah like like jesus said that god didn't make man for the sabbath he made he made sabbath for man and that it it and that's and that's what it that's what it was there for and we it would be, and it is good for individuals today to to do the same thing, whether it be on a Saturday, or whether it be on a Monday, or or any other day. It's good for for man to take a day of rest, to take a day and set aside to to um, recreate themselves, um, to recoup, to recover, to rest. And but the reason why we say that it's it's not something that's held um, up for Christians today that Christians don't have to keep it today is because you can't find any place in Scripture where, number one, it's commanded. You can find examples of Paul and company going and and keeping the um, keeping the Sabbath, but it was it was a common practice for them to go in and they would go into the synagogues on the Sabbath day to preach and to try to convert people, but we find that the day that the Christians met uh, was on Sunday, was on the Lord's Day, and and, and that's the thing, is that you cannot find it anywhere where it's binding in the New Testament for those to keep uh, the Sabbath. With the other nine commandments, we find those principles, or we find those commandments in the New Testament, those things that, that well, we understand that if we are to obey the perfect law of liberty, that we have to do these things that are found in the perfect law of liberty, but nowhere is it found uh, what 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 is kind of um some thoughts behind people who say that the that Sunday is the christian's sabbath what what what's kind of some thoughts there
2: well and and that's a pretty common notion it's maybe not as much today as it was when we were kids. I remember one Sunday, uh, I'd been to worship that morning and that afternoon I went to a, a, an old lady's pond and went fishing and she came out and saw me fishing on Sunday and, and was furious with, me, you know, because I was, I was sinning in her mind. I was violating, the the same Sabbath principle and, you know, I wasn't, but to her it was offensive. And so this, this has become a cultural thing in some circles. You know, I think back to Ezekiel 20 and verse 12, uh, the Lord says, moreover, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between me and them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, who's them? Well, it's the Jews. And so the, the Sabbath was never something that a Gentile was to keep. And And I assume that, that 99% of the people listening to this podcast are probably Gentiles. But even if you're not, you're still uh, amenable to the new law. And so you know, it's not, we said earlier that these commandments didn't, quote, roll over. and So it's not just that the day of rest changed from Saturday to Sunday uh, in, the, in the Christian law. So you think about, and I use the term Christian law, maybe that's not the right word to use, but, but the old covenant was a list of rules. Thou shalt not do this, thou shalt do this. When you get to the, the new covenant that, that Christ ushered in, there's very little of that. You know, Sunday is a day that has been set apart for Christians to worship. Uh, John said in Revelation 1 and verse 10 that that's the Lord's day. And it's the Lord's day because it's the day that he rose from the dead. But if we're not allowed to work on Sunday, then every preacher is in serious trouble because Sunday is the hardest day of work for the, of the
1: week for yeah. a, a, preacher, a preacher. Yeah uh and and one of the things that's interesting is that whenever you read about um one of one of the one of the the clear statements in the New Testament in the book of Acts where it says that the that the disciples came together on the first day of the week to break bread well it then goes on to say that Paul preached unto them until midnight and we we passed off as as well Paul was a long-winded preacher for him to be preaching all day long but I don't I don't believe he was preaching all day long I believe that that Christians worked that morning, they worked that day and then they assembled that night. That's the re- yes, Paul may have been preaching for hours on end and he was answering many questions that they had trying to trying to confirm the Christians that were there, but it wasn't an all-day an, an all-day sermon. They they met in the evenings because they were working uh, during the day, they were working on Sunday. And it was, and it was a common practice up until, I don't know the exact date, but of course one of the one of the popes of the Catholic Church or the 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 first, one of the first popes, they kind of made that decree. That uh, and then of course, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to give too much false information because I don't know it, all of the history behind it. Um, but then they started to kind of change or to rearrange the way that that society did things. So that they could come to church early that morning or perhaps all day even. So I will say this, Houston,
2: I'll chime in for just a second. If if it is the belief of your culture that you shouldn't work on Sunday, you know, do the best you can not to offend people's delicate sensibilities here, because we don't want to we don't want to injure our influence, especially if it's a little old lady who, who thinks you shouldn't cut your grass on Sunday well, do your best to maybe cut it on Saturday and, and, you know, not because it's wrong in the sight of God, but, but, you know, we have to be a part of this culture. And if we want to have influence on people who are in the culture, we need to at least uh, be conscious of some of those cultural things.
1: Absolutely. And and that's the thing, Romans 14, uh, first Corinthians eight, it is not, it is not wrong uh, to not work on Sunday. And it's not wrong to not work on Saturday. You you do need to be working, but it's not wrong if you have if you if you have that set day to not um, do these things, um, to to not work, etc. Now we have uh, we have several more uh, commandments here. Honor your father and your mother. Do not uh, commit murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Uh, Don't bear false witness or don't perjure. And then don't covet and uh, instead of taking all the time um to to go through these because we don't have much time left in order to discuss them they each one of these are found in the new testament and and they're found either as a an explicit statement a direct command or they're found in principle and and in practice and and quite frankly it's common sense many of them you don't want to commit adultery you don't want to steal you don't need to steal you don't want to or you don't need to um to dishonor your father and mother that's one that we could discuss on what exactly it means if we had a little bit more time and if you have if you have any questions in regards to any of these you can reach out to us on our on our website at uh, and you can also you can find the the link in the description below um or you can reach out to us via email um it, it, we do appreciate you tuning in and listening to us. If you stay tuned in throughout the entirety of the episode, we, we really appreciate you. The next time that Tomlin is going to be back with us, we're going to be discussing Israel as an example uh, for Christians today, Israel and their relationship with God from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Um, we do appreciate you uh, and have a good day.